Crazy Plot Podcast. Good morning, America. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, good one. Should I do that from now on? No. Wait, that's a show, isn't it? Good morning, America. That is a show. Yeah. That is a show. <laughs> that is a show. Please don't sue us. Good morning, America. Don't sue us. We don't have any money. Yeah, it won't do any good. <laughs> it's going to be a waste of everyone's time. Um, hey, guys and, and gals and everyone in between. Um, <laughs> this is going really well. Uh, this is the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And, uh, you know, we're here. And this is America. Yep. On the day of... Our Lord. <laughs> yep. When uh, we fought the Indians and the French. And the English. And... We beat them all. <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> USA. Hey, okay. Right um, now, somebody's listening being like, is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about it to not <laughs> to tell them they're not right. Uh, this is our 4th of July episode that's coming out on the 3rd of July. Close enough. So, happy birthday, Jesus. What? <laughs> None of that sounds right. <laughs> I, yeah, we didn't fight the French-Indian War on, <laughs> on the 4th of July either. <laughs> um. But no, this is uh, our Independence Day, as Bill Pullman once said. Famously. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're going to get a little nutty, get a little, a little wacky today. Yeah, a little stupid. <laughs> we usually <laughs> More do. so than usual. Um, yeah, we don't have a guest today. We, we had Carlos last year. Didn't we have Max the year before? We had Ronnie Angel the year before. But he was on as, as an interview. Yep, that was all we had. I could have sworn we had a third host. Well, you were wrong. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me and my stupid, stupid f- face. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I mean, we usually have a third host named Zima. <laughs> yeah, that's what's missing this year, guys. Um, if you've been following us for a while now, you know the last couple of years we've celebrated the birth of our country with our good friend Zima. And in their infinite wisdom, Anheuser-Busch has decided not to bring Zima back this year. So we had to find a worthy uh, supplement. Substitute. Substitute. Supplement would mean in addition. Right. <laughs> we don't have Zima this year. That's the important part. Um, so we put it to you guys, and uh, only the people that love slash hate us the most in the world responded. <laughs> like our wives and girlfriends. Yeah, and Max. And Max. Who's Taylor's girlfriend, boyfriend. Boyfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, they touch peepees. Happy Pride, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor, Taylor and Max, are they got peepees. <laughs> they make them kiss. Just push the heads together. Oh, I'm I'm off to a roaring start today. Um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, we put it to the internet to decide what we were going to replace uh, Zima with, and it was very important that we didn't go lightly. We had to 
We had to replace Zima with something just as awful and stupid. And American. <laughs> and American. And our loved ones in their infinite wisdom decided that our replacement drink is going to be Four Loco. Thanks, guys. Now, I've had one of these. I had, so I had part of one one time. Um, this was back... You remember when we couldn't buy liquor uh, in a grocery store? Yep. Um, yeah, that, that was when I had it because the liquor store was closed. I'm like, all right, well, I need something that I can drink because I don't really drink beer. Um, it's like, oh, this is fruity flavored. Let's give this a, a go. Was that back when it was still an energy drink? Yeah. Yeah. They legally can't put caffeine in these anymore because there is so much alcohol. <laughs> um, anybody that mixes like uh, caffeinated soda with hard liquor, you know what's up. Um, anyway, so we're going to punish ourselves with these. These are, yours is 14%. Yeah. This is 12, so it's not... For the light of heart. Tony's got watermelon. I have sour apple. Wait a minute. I did my math wrong. I was like, oh, wait. So there's like there's 24 ounces, so it's like two beers. Uh, wait, tw- tw- yeah, 24 ounces. It's like two beers. So you split 12% in half, it's 6%. That's not that bad. It's like, no, no, no. This is two beers at 12%. Yes. <laughs> I'm not good at math. We are not drinking the second ones. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll auction them off as as featured on the Grave Plot Podcast. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand these. I don't get the name. I don't understand the 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 point of four. What's it, it, shouldn't it be Quattro Loco? One would think. But even still, where does the four come from? What is the four? Uh I don't know. It's Drink Four Brewing Company, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And they spelled loco wrong, which, you know, you kind of expect from hillbillies. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we decided that this is probably the most American thing we can do on this, the most American day in history. <laughs> um, you can see we're sporting our, our gear. Um, Taylor, true to the red, white, and blue. And you know what? These fucking colors don't run. Taylor, rock, rock flag and eagle. Taylor, Taylor, what? Taylor, what? Taylor, what? Taylor, what? You're missing your hat. I don't want to wear the hat. Put the hat on. Put the fucking hat on. There you go. <laughs> I hate this so much. That is going on the website. <laughs> This is going to be another auction item on GravePlatPodcast.com. We're making money. Uh, God. You got to light yours up. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Boom. How about that? I don't know if it's coming across on camera, but... There you go. Let's do the show like this. Are we America or what? Yeah. You know, it's a great time to be an American, as long as you're white 
and straight and a and man. A man. And, you know, rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, as you compound those things, life gets slightly better. Yep. We have three of the four. And, you know, so we have that white privilege that we both fully recognize. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, God bless America because where would we be if it weren't for the people in government making sure that our interests are our interests are not represented whatsoever. Canada, probably. Can <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Although Canada lately doesn't seem like it's that much better. I'm hearing a lot of things. Like Trudeau said, like approved that pipeline that sounded like most of the country didn't actually want. Mm. It like, goes from one side of the country to the other. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. It's about time we stopped relying on fossil fuels, if you ask me. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Not that anybody did. Why? We need to start drinking. I was, I was waiting for you. All right, guys. Well, here we go. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Uh, this is for America. It doesn't have the same. Oh, clink. What's, it's a, no, it doesn't. This is watermelon. This is sour apple. It, oh my god. Oh man, it smells awful. Uh, uh, that's not great, Bob. Uh, Fuck you, Max. Oh, god damn it. Uh, oh, I hate this already. Uh, it's got a nice nice aftertaste. All I taste is old beer. Once you get through the vileness. I don't want it. So, welcome to America. Oh, this is so much worse than Zima. It is, yeah, it's not good. Oh, it's making me drool. It's like my body <laughs> is trying to reject it. <laughs> oh, it's fucking vile. Oh, okay. Anyway, so, uh, in the name of America, we're going to thank some people, uh, our grave diggers, that help us out over on Patreon. Um, every month, these people... Like, they, they help uh, crowdfund the episode. Socialism. <laughs> uh, who says socialism doesn't work? Um, but yeah, they give us their hard-earned dollars, their hard-earned American dollars, <laughs> made in America, to fund this American-made show. Oh, God. <laughs> it's coming back on me. My body's trying to force it out. It's like, no, no. What is this? Get this out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, these people really help us keep the show going. Um, and um, I'm going to name them right now. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I think we should charge Max extra for making us drink this. Yeah, we should we should beat him up and steal his wallet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bad. Like maybe if we drink it fast, like it's drinking it fast. Don't drink it fast. <laughs> but drinking it faster. 
is twofold. It'll go away faster, and we'll get drunk faster, so we won't taste it as much, in theory. <laughs> so we'll also probably get really sick. This is true. Uh, if you want to become a grave digger like uh, those gentlemen Tony yeah. just named, head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. We are going to get back on track, I promise. Yeah. Uh, we have, like, May and June's reviews, or May's is is done. It's it's in the can. We just need to post it. So that's coming. June's is coming. And then we'll, we'll have July for you soon. So I promise we're going to get back on track. Um, but yeah, if you want to join... One dollar gets you monthly review, monthly video reviews of movies chosen by the Grave Diggers. More you give, more you get. We're gonna give a. We're gonna add a new uh, new perk here in the in the coming days. So watch out for that. Fucking perks, kid. Yeah. Uh, it has been one year since I put the offer on the table. No one has put it has has accepted it yet. But for one hundred dollars to our Patreon, I will get a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass. Yeah. And it's you only have to do it one time, but you can do it more. Yeah, we, we would prefer it if you did it more and often. Uh, but really, once the tattoo's there, it's not going anywhere. So that's true. They might have to do like another hundred dollars to get it lasered off. Because <laughs> that's how much it costs one hundred dollars. Exactly one hundred dollars. <laughs> What's gonna suck is if it, if the mat charges more than a hundred dollars. See the mat. <laughs> What it is? I think you said the mat. I think I was trying. I was starting to say something else, and I, I don't know. I, I changed midstream. He's the mat. <laughs> the mat. You know the mat. <laughs> You've met him. I have. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. So Patreon guys, do it. Uh, so before we get started with the show officially, want to take a little time to uh, recognize some people that. Uh, well. One person we've had on the show, another person that we interviewed live at Crypticon, uh, is Damien Leone and David Howard Thornton. Speaking and, of crowdfunding. Uh, yeah, their project, Terrifier 2, which we've talked about multiple times at this point, uh, has been, they started an Indiegogo uh, project, um, and what, within a day? It yeah. was 100% funded, and now it's currently, I think, almost 150% funded, if I recall. Taylor's fact checking. Hashtag no fat checks. You say no fat checks? <laughs> <laughs> no. Loading. Loading. Oh god. Is it so is currently sitting at two hundred and forty eight percent. Fucking Christ. I have <clears throat> uh rarely seen a project that well funded. That's in like three days been longer than that hasn't it it's been almost uh, a week has it i think so when did it launch i don't remember exactly irregardless that is not a word sir not a word studio uh but no that's exciting um and we talked about it i think in you know at more length last episode um but their plan Leone's planning this big, just batshit crazy final scene. Um, and that's mainly what the funding went towards. I think some stretch goals is they were going to get like a well-known celebrity to play uh, a major role. Um, and uh, yeah, 
they're, Indiegogo is still going. A lot of the perks have been bought out. Um, I think like being an extra in the film, um, uh, being a producer, I think, and actually even the autographed DVDs and Blu-rays are sold out. You can't, you can't get one now. Wow. Um, but they do still have some pretty sweet ones. You can get a t-shirt. Um, you can get a pin, like a, like a, like a lapel pin type thing. Um, and, uh, see, oh, an autographed script. That's pretty sweet. Um, and then five days, five days. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then the great thing about that and something we've gone on about endlessly is that when you crowdfund a, a movie like this, you don't need fucking shithole studios. Yep. Like they don't have to go to fucking Blumhouse. Yeah. I mean, all they have to do is fulfill these perks that they promised. Other than that, they don't owe shit to anyone. Right. Uh, they, I mean, they could probably, well, I don't know. They probably couldn't necessarily afford to give like a big time distribution, but if that's all they have to do, then they're <clears throat> sitting pretty. Yep. Um, so good for them. I'm so fucking excited for them and, and, and Terrifier 2 uh, in general. Um, yeah. But, I mean, by all means, still go and give. Just because it's funded doesn't mean that it should stop. Yeah. Like, I the mean, more money they get, the bigger and better they can make this thing. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. <laughs> I don't know at what point they're going to say, this is too much money. We don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to see it become like a CGI fest. And like, I think I've said before, I don't necessarily think it would. No, I mean, Damien Leone's made his bones in special effects, so he's going to be all about keeping it practical. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, so the more financing he has to do that, the better. Um, but yeah, keep giving. I That's, think it's at Indiegogo.com slash projects slash terrifier hyphen two. The, the numeral two. Yes. Um, sweet. Excited. Hella sweet. We we backed it. You'll see our name in the credits. Yep. The grave the grave plot podcast. Us. That's that's us. I was going to go uh, back it at the um the t shirt perk, but I was looking. They don't have a large size. It's like they got small, medium, extra large, and two X. Did what? it sell out of large? Or? I don't know. I sent a message to, I assume it went directly to Leone. Um, I don't really know, but I said, hey, I was going to back you guys to get the t-shirt, but I don't see large. What's up? <laughs> I haven't heard anything back. So hmm. I don't know. So get hype on that, guys. It's exciting. Word. Hella exciting. All right. Should we just uh, move along with the show then? I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, fuck you, Max. All right. This is the worst. (sighs) On with the show. This is it. Yep. Horror business. You know, I tell you, a lot of people in the Midwest and the South think Obama was the one, was the reason that they're poor and disparate and and uh, dumb. 
I tell you, the real reason for Loco Loco. <laughs> it's funny. That's a good. It's a good tie-in because our our real world horror real world horror, real world horror story is somewhat related yeah. to Four Loco, if you can believe that. Over in England, in London. London. <laughs> you know, England, London. Um, uh, an alcoholic energy drink, which this used to be no longer. This no longer has caffeine in it because it's uh, psychotic. Yeah. You shouldn't mix this much alcohol with that much caffeine, ever. Um, but still in London town, that's, that's it's still, not the case it's there. Still a go. Uh, a very popular, well, maybe popular, I don't know, energy drink with booze in it named Dragon Soup. That's a, <laughs> that's a double O for you guys. And no U. That's, that's American. S-O-O-P. You know who came up with that name? Americans? Americans. <laughs> that, that's, that's American. First we saved your ass in WW2. <laughs> Now we're naming your energy booze. We're going to do it with two O's because it's cute. <laughs> or because that's how they think you spell soup. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the limeys, they spell things weird. Like they spell like words like center. It's R-E. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe they spell soup with two O's. You're like, oh, there's no U in soup. And it's like, oh, yeah, we put it in color instead. <laughs> <laughs> we subbed out the U's. Um, but if they put the O back, if they, (laughs) if they put the O back into color, it'd be Kalua. 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 That's also a booze. Yeah. It's, it's good in a white Russian. It is. Yeah. Should have had white Russian instead of this bullshit. That would have been real America this year. Would have? Yeah, because the Russians own us. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Because Donald uh, Trump is like, oh, Mr. Putin, closer to the hole, sir. Did you see that fucker on, uh, like, at G, was it G20 or before G20? He was, he was having a When they were talking about killing journalists? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah, him and Putin had a nice, good old conversation about killing journalists. Well, that's just awesome. They were also, uh, some reporter, point like, while he was sitting next to Putin, Point Blake said, hey... What are we going to do about the Russian meddling in the U.S. election? Oh, yeah, that was the same interview. Yeah, okay. I assume so. Yeah, and he was like, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. Fat fucking fuck. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm getting... (laughs) Like, every year... uh, We're going to get pinned by Homeland Security. (laughs) Oh, fuck them, too. Every year as this shit continues, I'm getting, like, less and less elegant. I'm just, like, devolving into just... Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you fat fucking fat fuck. <laughs> anyway, tell me more about Dragon Soup, Tony. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. Okay. Dragon Soup contains 8% alcohol. <laughs> so, <laughs> 12. Lilies. 14. 12% and 14% in this this fine, refreshing American. What's what's What do they, what do they call them over there? Silly nannies or? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Lily, I think that's a. Like a, oh god, <laughs> that's a big insult over there. I think the ninny, ninny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh god, oh. <clears throat> it's like the taste just lingers to remind you of the poor decisions you're making. <laughs> oh. 
Well, this drink uh, is 8% booze and more caffeine than two double espressos. So there's a real kicker for you. Yeah, that'll get you wired. Get you fucked up. Um, but claims are that this energy drink is turning London teens into, <laughs> into zombies. It's kind of like that movie. Uh, uh, zombies? No, what was that one we watched with... with um, Jane Levy in the office. I remember. They drank the energy drinks that turned them into zombies. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, MSP Jackie Bailey. What was that name? Bailey. Bailey. There's two L's. It's throwing me off. I don't know what MSP means. It must be a London thing. Um, uh, she's campaigning for a caffeine limit of 15 milligrams per 100 grams of alcohol. Uh, and she warns that the combination creates a wired, wide-awake drunk. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're trying to do. <clears throat> because getting drunk and being fucked up it's wild. It's American. <laughs> uh, experts are warning that the mix of alcohol and caffeine may lead to vulnerable youngsters losing control and having an awesome time. <laughs> <laughs> um, with those member dr- of the Scottish Parliament. Ah. Um. You know, this is hardly like. Anybody? Office Uprising. Um, that was that movie. Okay. I knew it was Office something. I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. Um, <clears throat> oh, you know what? I think we were supposed to watch it. We never actually did, now that I think about it. Uh, that could be why you don't remember it. Okay. That's usually a good start. Um, let's see. Yeah, so experts are warning the mix of alcohol and caffeine may lead to a vulnerable... may, may lead to vulnerable youngsters losing control... Those who drunk, those the, with those drunk on it, likened to zombies. Uh, the what's drink, the what's the drinking age in the UK? Is it eighteen? I think it's eighteen. Which, what, what do you expect? Yeah, don't let teenagers drink. Yeah, they're irresponsible. <laughs> oh. I really wish I was on camera. Just Tony was just like, they're irresponsible. And then just like the Kermit sipping tea on his four loco. <laughs> this is so harsh. It's oh bad. God. I it's, hate it's this so, so much. Fuck Max. It's like Zemo was something I'd go back to just as a goof. Because it wasn't awful enough for me to never drink it again. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is real bad. Yeah. Uh, the drink has even been blamed for violent attacks, including <clears throat> one case of a 15-year-old Scottish lad. Was that your ad-libbing? No, that was that's copy-paste. <laughs> uh, who stabbed another student in the face. In the face! <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. But. After downing three cans of dragon soup. Okay, what the fuck is a 15-year-old doing drinking three cans of this shit? Same thing a 15-year-old would be doing drinking three cans of four loco well that was the thing with four locos they were like well these these 16 year old kids are drinking it and dying i'm like well 16 year old kids aren't supposed to be drinking it that's the problem right there well yeah but i mean (laughs) they're getting it though well yeah (laughs) kind of practice a little responsibility 
as a society. But I mean, but like by that tactic, then just you should say, oh, well, we can't have booze because 16 year olds are going to drink it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, we put the laws in place. What the hell else do you want us to do? People are breaking the laws. Not my fault. Get off my nuts, America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think uh, they should just let these kids fucking party. <laughs> just stab each other in the face. Hey, you know, we can't all be winners. Sometimes things go awry, but it doesn't yeah, kid, mean... Yeah, hey, kid was probably violent in the first place. It's like, don't, don't harsh our buzz, buddy. <laughs> Stony is the crustiest weasel I've ever witnessed. So don't harsh his buzz, buddy. It's the leaning tower of Chisa. I don't know how I keep forgetting it's so bad. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Anyway, so uh, dragon soup. I like how taste the beast. <laughs> when this shit started happening in America, they were like, "All right, no more caffeine in these alcoholic drinks." <laughs> in the UK, they're just like, "Let's let's cut it back a little bit, guys," <coughs> because the Brits apparently have more control than we do. I mean, yeah, yeah. Except like you know when like when guns were a problem, they're like, "Hey, you can't have guns anymore," and everybody's like, "Oh, well." All right. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway. Drink in. <coughs> There's a ring on your dead telephone. Don't be scared when there's nobody home. Today in why, <laughs> uh, of course, bl- of course, Blumhouse is involved, naturally, because all of their original ideas. I mean, this is their property, I guess. So it's, I guess that's true. But for all of you who thought, ah, oh, no more Paranormal Activity movies after the seventh one, good news for you, they are rebooting the franchise. Yeah, this is uh. This is great news for everybody who, uh, like, loves shitty movies. <laughs> Good news for people who like bad news. <laughs> Paramount is collaborating with Blumhouse to revive the Supernatural franchise, which has been dormant since 2015's awful, awful The Ghost Dimension. So, like, that's one of those movies where you sit there and watch it, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, you like you think back to the first one, and you're like, how did we get here? Yeah. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> uh, oh, so I misspoke. My God, what have I done? <laughs> there was actually only six movies prior. This will be the seventh. According to Paramount Chairman and CEO Jim G- Giant, Giant Octopus. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Giantopolis. <laughs> uh, we are partnering with Uber horror producer Jason Blum. What does that mean? It means he drives Uber on the weekends. (laughs) Uber slash horror producer Jason Blum to bring a new installment of Paranormal Activity. The project is currently in development 
As of yet, there is no title, and details are being kept under wraps. But I bet you it'll be found footage and stupid. It's probably going to be like found footage on like, <clears throat> um, I don't know, what's, what's hip nowadays. Um, what's a really stupid, convenient way that people would record somebody? FaceTime? I mean, maybe. They're going to shoot an entire movie through FaceTime. I mean, wasn't Ghost Dimension almost entirely through Skype? Was it? I don't. I don't know. I I don't know if I finished it. No. no well, no. One of them was. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. What? Yeah. It I doesn't. mean, there was that uh, that unfriended that took place. There was that also. But uh, you know, I tell you, that's not paranormal activity. This is gonna be. It's gonna be called paranormal activity WhatsApp. <laughs> It's, uh, it's it's the the aim. It's the instant messenger. That's what the kids are using. Yep. Nowadays. Yep. Emo sucks my balls. <laughs> uh, that was Tony's the, aim instant messenger the name. Good days. Mine may or may not have been Taylor Man Five Thousand. <laughs> I had so many different ones. <clears throat> I don't remember why I created so many. I think it was like so like I could, I could troll people. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that tracks. It's, it's, it sounds right up my alley. Uh, so this franchise has made $900 million. That is absurd. I wonder, is that gross or net? Because I think all total it costs like fourteen seventy five to make them all. Well, I'll tell you, it, <laughs> I'll tell you, it is gross. <laughs> Speaking of gross, as Tony takes another swing off his four loco. Ah. Why did we buy two of these? Because you were like, oh, it's only two beers. Why would you listen to me? <laughs> All right, I got to take this visor off. It is squeezing the blood out of my head. Oh, Christ. But yeah, like, like I said, these movies cost like $12 to make. And so, yeah, they're and, they're going to make a, a profit because if two people go and see it, they make a profit. Yeah. And you know what? Like the uh, the total cost <clears throat> of the film is like the cost of the memory cards they put in the fucking cameras. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> like because, they're not effects heavy or anything. I guess the ghost dimension had like a ghost dimension. And you don't have to f- write a fucking script or a story either. There's, That's true. You just like roll the camera and play pranks on people it's like uh all right so like somebody off screen the director's like all right and now there's a ghost behind you right now and somebody's like oh, what just happened <laughs> call back <clears throat> yep you are fucking ready for pa7 i'm gonna call it pa7 watch I don't want to call it that. They're they're gonna call it that. <laughs> it's just I don't know how many times we can say it's like, hey, maybe stop making remake or start or stop making <clears throat> reboots and remakes and shit and do something original. Remember in the first one, it was just like, oh, there's some weird shit going on, and then the second one, it was like, oh, there's there's some weird shit going on again, and maybe maybe uh, Katie stole this baby, and then like by the fourth one, it was like, oh, there's witches now. Yeah. And then by the sixth one, it's like, yeah, there's another dimension. What? <laughs> like, what happened? And then there was, uh, 
the Mexorcist. <laughs> Forgot about the Mexorcist. It's just like, hey, this is a completely separate movie, but now it's but it's also a paranormal activity movie. Yeah, now somehow. it's tied in. But look, there's Katie. Yeah, f- for some reason, for she's whatever. in Mexico now. <laughs> oh Christ! What a fucking mess. Fucking Blumhouse, God damn it. Ready for more Blumhouse news? Yeah. Always. Uh, Halloween. Remember, remember how it used to be Lionsgate just making like every movie ever? Yeah. That's Blumhouse now. Yeah, pretty much. Except like they'll take like an idea and like, all right, let's add this stuff in it. And then the original screenwriter's probably like, well, that's nothing like the story. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And, like, and then let's make it PG-13. Yeah. This is going to make money. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but Halloween 2. As in, like, I don't know, what is this? Is this like Halloween 2.A? 2.1. Um, uh, let's, uh, Halloween 2. 2A, I think. Is colon, it. the deuce. That's a good one. Yeah, I like the that. Deuce. Uh, is uh, apparently slated for October 2020. Uh, according to Collider, um, the sequel will film th- this fall. And Universal is likely to plan a release for the uh, movie on October 16th, 2020. So there's that. There it is. Uh, Collider also said that Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, and Annie Matichak are all expected to return as the Strode family. No more Toby Huss. Sad day. Every movie would be better with Toby Huss. I mean, how could they kill him off? He's the strongest man in the world. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god, I hate this so much. <sighs> like the four loco or the Halloween two? Uh, yeah, the whole thing. I hate it all. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Gordon Green, uh, Dave Gordon Green uh, wrote the script. And we'll be returning to direct. Um, and that had, that may or may not had a lot had a lot to do with the fact that uh, Jason Blum <clears throat> and Jamie Lee Curtis were very insistent about him coming back to direct the sequel. So I guess it's good to have people in your corner. Yeah, I still maintain that the movie was just like eh, it's all right. Yeah, like it was fine. It it felt more like a Halloween movie than say like Halloween Six. Sure, yeah. But you know what was better than the the reboot? Halloween. Yep. And Halloween Two. Yep. And Halloween Three. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. And Halloween Five because I had Paul Rudd. <laughs> Ant Man. He's gonna be in the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, apparently. Good for him. Yeah. That's cool. I'm I'm for it. I, I like Paul Rudd. He's so a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, a longtime franchise, franchise uh, EP, Malik Akkad, 
uh, is going to produce alongside Jason Blum, Tommy Blum, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone, and Bill Block. Uh, also, Danny McBride will likely return to EP alongside Green, uh, Curtis. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm reading this with the wrong context. Uh, Danny McBride will likely return to EP alongside uh, David Gordon Green, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Carpenter, and uh, Cooper Samuelson, who is apparently from Blumhouse. I don't know that bitch. But the big question is, will John Carpenter return to do the score? So he can press like three keys so he can on do, the keyboard? So he can play the same fucking song again? So he can go... Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I, I maintain that a fucking five-year-old fucking around on a p- uh, piano could have made that tune. Well, especially the other one, the, the, the Shape Returns or whatever it's called. It's like, dun, da dun 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 ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Fucking musical genius, guys. <clears throat> You remember when he was on tour playing his music? Yep. And like people were just like clamoring for tickets. Like, oh my God, we're going to see the master at work. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, like, every time I hear John Carpenter's score just like on its own, or if I hear somebody talking about it, I immediately go to when Ross was playing his sounds <laughs> on Friends. That's fucking John Carpenter. Just a random assortment of fucking notes. Like, yeah. I figured out how to play the Halloween theme, seriously, when I was eight years old. And I didn't know how to play the piano. (laughs) So there's that. Anyway. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to throw it out here since I got a belly full of Four Loco. I'm going to call it. I feel it. I feel the belly full of Four Loco. <laughs> uh, Dread Central posted an article about this, and their headline was Blumhouse confirms October 2020 release for Halloween or something like that. And then in the exact same article, it says, no one from Blumhouse has spoken on this topic, so everything should be taken with a grain of salt. That's like a direct contradiction. It's- yeah, you're contradicting yourself at that point. Yeah. Like, come on. Figure your shit out. Sort it out. I'm putting this out there not to put Dread Central on blast, but more so to so that they can fix it. <laughs> Be better. We need more horror content out there that's good. Yeah. We can't be reliant on bloody disgusting alone. I know. Hire us if you need to. Yeah, I mean. Or if you don't need to, just do it anyways. Give us money. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> You know, Bloody Disgusting lost one of their flagship podcasts. That's right, the horror show. Yeah, maybe they'll, RIP. Maybe they'll hire us. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. We talk a lot of shit about it. We have talked <laughs> a lot of shit in the past. But that's the past. We can let bygones be bygones. Past is prologue. The future is now. As long as they give us money and access to fun stuff. I like money. I do. Love, I like money a lot. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Spending a lot of time on it. Every time I look back. I'll be a killer. I'll be an 
So Danny Boyle has recently told The Independent that 28 months later is not dead, much like the zombies in his movies. But why? (laughs) Uh, He said, Alex Garland and I have a wonderful idea for the third part. It's properly good. Properly. Proper fucked. Uh, He said the original film led to a bit of a resurgence in the zombie drama. He has denied that they're zombies for so long. And now all of a sudden he's like, yeah, whatever, fucking zombies, deal with it, whatever. It's kind of like how George Romero is like, I don't know, they're not zombies. They're called ghouls. I don't know where zombies came from. Yeah, or undead or whatever. And now they're, now like, up until the day he died, just like, yeah, you know, when I was making the original zombie movies. Yeah. It's like, you fucker. (laughs) Uh, The original film. Never mind. The original film led to a bit of resurgence in the zombie drama, and it doesn't reference any of that. It doesn't feel stale at all. He's concentrating on directing his own work. I assume he's talking about Alex Garland. Uh, so it stood in abeyance, really, but it's a you never know. What? I, he's saying never say never, I guess. But maybe you should. <laughs> maybe sometimes you should say never. Now, before you get too excited... Keep in mind... Don't worry about that. (laughs) Four years ago, he said almost the exact same shit. (laughs) In an interview with IGN, he said, we've got an idea. Oh, sorry, this was Alec Garland saying this. But he said, we've got an idea. Danny and producer Andrew McDonald and I have been having quite serious conversations about it, so it is a possibility. It's complicated. There's a whole bunch of reasons why it's complicated, which are boring, so I won't go into, but there's a possibility. So it's been a complicated possibility for three years, and it doesn't sound like there's actually anything going on other than a proper good idea. I don't think they have anything. I think they're lying. I mean, maybe they got an idea, but I wish in one hand shit in the other, you know? <laughs> well, the whole thing is like, uh, you know, it's it's very complicated. I don't, so it's, it's so complicated. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to go into it. Your feeble mind <laughs> wouldn't couldn't wrap your mind around the complicatedness of right. it. So it's like, oh, uh-huh. Um, we're fl- In order to do 28 months later, we'd be flashing back several years. And it's just like, why? Yeah. I mean, you know? You know? Like, who cares? Right? <laughs> right? Like, who cares? 28 28- Weeks later was so not that good. Bad, <laughs> and I don't know if I'd say it was so bad. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as it days, was but. pretty bad. And I just don't know what you think about the prequel to Twenty Eight Days Later, Twenty Eight Days with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't see where it fit the timeline personally. Yeah, I don't know. I still, you know, I keep watching it, hoping to, to, to decipher some kind of connection. And I'm just not getting there. I'm not going to give up. I keep being like, where is Killian Murphy? Yeah. Like, why is he not in this? I mean, you know, Sandra Bullock, she's an American treasure. Well, sure. America's sweetheart. And Killian Murphy, he's a British uh, London treasure. Yeah. And, you know, he's not in 28 Days. Isn't he Scottish? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's all all London. (laughs) (laughs) America. (laughs) Four loco. If it ain't America, I don't care. <laughs> Rock flag and eagle. Uh. 
Ah, uh, fuck you, Max. Ah, uh, it feels like my stomach is starting to attack the rest of my body. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, anyway, yeah. So I guess get hype or something, or or don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too hype because it's probably gonna be like four years from now, and they'll be like, "We should, we got a really good idea though. Like it's really good this time." <laughs> Whatever. Stand in the place where you live. Now Think about direction. Wonder why you have it now. Stand in the place where you were. Now face well. Think about the place where you live. Wonder why you haven't people. If you are confused. So we talked, um, I don't know, it's been a while, I guess. It's been a while. Yep. Yeah, that, that one song. Yep. That's what we're talking about. Yep, talking about stained. talking about stained because <laughs> it'll pair perfectly with this four loco. <laughs> Mojable. Should be wearing like camo pants. Mine are ca- almost camo. They're bay leaves. <laughs> I think those are palm fronds. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Fuck my life, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, but. Uh, we talked about the stand, and um, you know it was kind of ambiguous at the at that time whether or not they were going to make a feature, uh, or whether or not they were going to make a mini series. And they finally announced that they were going to do a mini uh, mini series, or what was it? Yeah, limited series or whatever. Were they going to be doing like? No, they're going to do doing like what four or five hour long episodes, right? Something like that, yeah. As opposed to two. Two hour, out episodes like yeah. they did in in the nineties. Um, but as far as news, that's all we really knew. I, we they hadn't announced any casting, um, but that has changed. We now know who um, most of the cast, most of the main characters are now. I think. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Stu Redman, who was previously played by. Um, uh, Gary Sinise uh, is going to be played by James Marsden, who famously starred in Sex Drive and Enchanted. <laughs> and <Yeah>, famously. <laughs> Nadine Cross, uh, who's played, fuck, I can't remember her name. Fuck. Fucking fucking. Fucking fuck. She was in that one show, Just Shoot Me. Fucking kid. Um. <clears throat> Uh, but that character, <laughs> Nadine Cross, is going to be played by Amber Heard, who starred in Drive Angry and Machete Kills. <laughs> <laughs> Laura San Giacomo. That's the one. Uh, Mother Abigail. This is this is, almost seems like a like like a perfect casting. I think Mother Abigail is going to be played by Whoopi Goldberg. Um. <laughs> Who, of course, starred in Eddie and Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Are you are you still waiting on Sister Act 3 like I am? Nope. I'm waiting on Eddie too. Dude, I've been waiting on the return <clears throat> of uh, Sister Mary Frances, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so awful. <laughs> uh, Greg Kinnear. Is going to be playing Glenn Bateman. Glenn Bateman. 
Previously played by Roy Walston. Ray Walston, sorry. Oh, okay. That's that's skewing a little young. Greg Kinnear of Little Miss Sunshine and Mystery Man. <laughs> uh, Odessa Young. Odessa Young. I know that name, I think. Yeah, she was in Tragedy Girls. <clears throat> okay, I can't put a face to her then. Or no, not Tragedy Girls. She was in Assassination Nation and uh, nothing else I've heard of. Upside Down Feeling, The Professor, The Daughter, A Million Little Pieces, Blood Pulls a Gun. That's a, that's a terrible title. Who came up with that? I don't, even, I don't recognize her. I don't know this bitch. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but she's going to be playing uh, Franny Goldsmith, who was played by um, uh, Molly Ringwald. Um, Not and- the Molly Ringwald, just a Molly Ringwald. <laughs> uh, and Nick Andros, who's played by fucking Rob Lowe, who I think this character should be played by Rob Lowe yet again. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Uh, it's going to be played by Henry Zaga. 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 Who is apparently in the New Mutants. Which is a movie that may never come out. <laughs> yeah. We cannot confirm or deny. Its existence. He is, in fact, in that movie. <laughs> so, um, But much like that movie, uh, this is going to be written and directed by one Josh Boone. Apparently. Um. I don't know. Let's see how bad he fucks this up. Like, he apparently fucked up New Mutants. Fucking fucker. (laughs) Remember when he was attached to, like, eight Stephen King adaptations? Yeah. It's like, hey, this is the guy you go to for Stephen King. Yeah. What? The Fault in Our Stars guy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of course, naturally. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's do exactly that. Remember when he... Wait, is he still doing this, actually? According to Wikipedia, he is. Ugh. Wasn't this the one he was making up a role for? No, that was... something else. <laughs> you know, that one <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, no, that was something else. Something else. Sweet. <laughs> Anyway, um, so that's it's cool to be able to put faces to the roles now. Um, I think they did a pretty solid job with Greg, Greg Kinnear. Is throwing me. I love Greg Kinnear though. I yeah, I do too. But uh, Glenn Glenn was an, an old man, like in his like sixties, if I recall. I know it's been a couple of years since I've read it. <sighs> um, but yeah, that, I mean that's kind of like like Ray Walston kind of fit the role perfectly. In my opinion. Um, but everyone else, I mean, maybe I don't know who Henry Zaga is. <laughs> but I mean, I I don't know. Nick Andros is uh is a deaf mute, so he's gonna be relying a lot on his like physical acting rather than you know verbal. So he better better fucking bring it. You know who played a great deaf mute? Rob Lowe. John Candy. 
in nothing but trouble. <laughs> yep. All right, P. One love. Can I pour this out? All of it. <laughs> All of it. Why would you do that to John Candy? Ah. I feel like it's eating oh. my insides. Some, something is happening inside me. And I don't want it to. <laughs> I don't want it to be happening. <laughs> oh. I feel like I'm getting a little silly though. Oh, 100. 100. 100. 100. So, there's that. The stand. Yep. Just standing. I think Stephen King needs to write a sequel called Still Standing. <laughs> I mean, he has been writing sequels. That's true. Or I guess one. He wrote a sequel. But then if they if they make a movie out of it, it's going to start Star from the Lost Boys. What? And Renee Olstead. Remember, there's that sitcom called Still Standing. Oh, and yeah. And it had Star from the Lost Boys and Renee Olstead before she got naked on the internet. Right. Yep. <laughs> Um, speaking of TV, how about that segue? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Who's ready for a Hellraiser TV show? No. <clears throat> Just leave it alone. <laughs> Just stop. Stop, stop. It's already, already dead. dead. <laughs> According to Deadline, IT producer Roy Lee and Ready Player One producer Dan Farah have teamed up and acquired the small screen rights to the long-running horror franchise Hellraiser for its first foray into the TV world. I really don't like where this is going. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Oh, whew, that was a sour apple. Oh my god, I think this is more than halfway gone. Um, oh yeah. Uh, the film rights are held separately by Spyglass Media Group, who is currently working on a remake, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. With Batman versus Superman scribe David S. Goyer. Right. And, you know, which I think, if I remember correctly, I think this is the thing. When we talked about it at the time, they were like, Goyer is the perfect person to remake this. They always say that. Yeah. It's like, why don't you. They're never us... like, well, you know, it probably would have been better if Clive Barker remade this, but this is who we could afford. Yeah. Or, you know, the what they really should have said was, it would be better if we just left it alone. <laughs> But, you know, we like money. Yeah. And God forbid we come up with something new. Uh, Lee and Farrah's plans because for... Because you're all sheep. <laughs> Lee and Farrah's plans for the small screen adaptation, which is that means the TV show, for those of you following at home, are to expand on the mythology introduced throughout the films, as well as the original story, The Hellbound Heart. Uh, they're considering either an original narrative or possibly an anthology. Mm, mm. I don't know about an anthology. It doesn't seem to fit to me. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, the whole <clears throat> Hellraiser comic book series, um, when um, Clyde Barker was involved, a lot of it centered around what kind of went on within Leviathan as a whole, rather than, or, you know, hell, effectively, rather than just si simply focusing around Pinhead, 
It kind of like said, yeah, well, you know, elsewhere in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. elsewhere in hell. Um, so it kind of lent itself to a to an anthology thing. Um, and I think I said that when um, when when they when we were talking about them, them remaking the original, it's like. You know, you don't have to always focus on Pinhead. Right. Um, I mean, there's there are other Cenobites. There's other things going on in hell. It's like Pinhead wasn't intended to be the primary focus. Like like from Hellbound Heart, like Clive Barker's original work. It wasn't supposed to be, or he wasn't supposed to be like the main character. Yeah, it was just fans kind of glommed on to it. Glommed on to him. Glommed on to him. Glommed on to him. And and so they were like, all right, well, let's run with that. Yeah, like because because once again, money, I right? like money. <laughs> oh, we can make action figures of that guy. <laughs> um, which by the way, hey Funko, if I know you're listening, <laughs> how about a Chatterer Pop? I'd buy the shit out of a Chatterer Pop. They're pretty dope. I'd have a whole fucking shelf of of uh, of Cenobite pops. That'd yeah, be, that'd be dope. Uh, I've got I got Pinhead. I have Pinhead, yeah. But where's where's the Chatterer? Where's the one with the with the DVDs in his face? <laughs> no, maybe, maybe not that one. <laughs> that's like that's uh, the the Pinhead one is from Hell on Earth. It's from Hellraiser three. So it's the same movie. Well, there you go. So so make the one with the with the CDs in his head. Fucking why not? Fuck it. Make them all. Shit, you make fucking pops of everything now. Yeah, like so much so, I feel like they might be running out of ideas. Yeah. They're like... Everything's got a fucking pipe. Yeah. They're like, whatever, fucking... I don't even have an example. (laughs) (laughs) Give me something obscure. They're like, hey, fucking uh, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit Pops. Fuck it. (laughs) Specifically Sister Act 2. (laughs) Like fucking uh honestly, give me some sex drive pops. I'll buy the shit out of those. The two brothers at a party with us. Uh what's your name? The donut suit. <laughs> oh my god, I would buy that so hard. Oh man, I'd buy like ten of them. I'd buy I'd I'd buy I only buy eight. Huh? I'd only buy eight. Only only eight. Only eight. Ten is too many. That's too many. <laughs> you can only hold Miss Tasty? Give me a Miss Tasty pop, man. So you can fuck it. It's tiny. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're into. <laughs> you sick bastard. <laughs> All right. Fucking Amish Seth Green pop. <laughs> uh, Rob Springer. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I think the four locos starting to hit us, man. <laughs> America. <coughs> oh, oh no, Tony's dying. Yeah, this is killing me. <clears throat> this is the final episode of the Great Plot Podcast. <laughs> All right, so that's it for horror business. I think. Yeah, we finally made it. It only took us an hour and five minutes. That's not bad. I mean, we bullshit for a long good. time. <laughs> we bullshit for a long time at the beginning. We did. And it's like we're probably gonna listen back to this and be like, that wasn't as funny as we thought. No. We'll listen back sober and be like, this is stupid. We're idiots. God, fucking four loco. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to some some uh, movie reviews? Let's do that. Pitter patter. 
So, in other words, that was brash. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> oh, God. What have we done? We've celebrated America, greatest goddamn country on God's green earth. That's what we've done. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Anyway, so in celebration of 4th of July, we uh, picked two movies that they happened to take place on 4th of July. Um, that had very little to do with the story behind either, either one. one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there are so many, only so many uh, 4th of July themed films. And by that, I mean, I think there's maybe one. And we've already reviewed it. <laughs> Wait, which one? Uncle Sam. Oh, fucking Uncle Sam was so good. I almost feel like we could review it again. That was like one of our best reviews, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we haven't done it another second time around episode. We could do Uncle Sam. <laughs> I feel like if we do another second time around, though, we have to bring on someone who didn't review them with us just so we can get a, an outside perspective. Yeah. Y'all, 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 y'all. L.A. L.A. You ever been hiking? Fuck, you've never been hiking until you've been hiking in L.A. Oh, you don't have tacos until you've had tacos in L.A. L.A., L.A., L.A. I know. <laughs> Seriously, guys, if you have not watched Leonard Kenny, then you are missing out. Can confirm. That's Texas Size 10 4. Okay. Anyway, so uh, two America Fuck this. movies. Let's start a Letterkenny podcast. <laughs> hey, we could do that. We could just review each episode. Lettercast. Lettercast. Uh, okay. So we've got two movies. Um, which one do you start with, Taylor? I can't remember the name of the movie that I picked. So, <laughs> The Bay. Now, on one, what are you reporting? <laughs> Sorry, did you say you say something bad? Yeah. Where is she bleeding from? Good morning, Marilyn. I am in Claridge, the host of our annual July 4th party. Oh my god! This is the CDC. We're in the middle of some kind of viral outbreak. It's eating their organs, intestines, liver. It goes for kidneys. Something wrong with the water. This stuff has chemical steroid in it. Hey, we got a situation over the 911 call center, and the system's about to go down. We're just overloaded with calls. Stephanie, you're not answering your phone. I do not want you to get off that boat. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I know they shut down all the roads going into Clarity. Now I'm flying over the water here, and, uh, well, there's just dead fish everywhere. That's so big, I don't think he fits in this boat. <laughs> you ever seen anything like that? Never seen nothing like that. What is it? Son of a... You don't just shut down the Eastern Seaboard without approval from a higher authority. As you can see here, we have these parasites. Oh my god. Isopods eating right through the fish's tongue. There's something really wrong. Help me. 
It's eating them from the inside. Taylor's been drinking too much. <laughs> okay. So I didn't know anything about this movie going in. All I did was go to Google and I said, Fourth of July horror movies. And this one was at the top of the list. So I'm like, all right, that one. Made us watch a Blumhouse movie. I know. Fuck my life. Um, it was uh, so The Bay. Uh, it's a 2012 film, which means we're going to spoil the shit out of it. We're going to spoil the fuck all over it. Spoil our dicks on it. Again. <laughs> what does spoiling our dicks mean? I don't know. I mean, you could say that's some kind of like innuendo towards, towards like coming. Innuendo. But it doesn't make any sense. Anyway. <laughs> um... But yeah, directed by Barry Levinson. Gould. What? Barry Levinson Gould. No, it's just Barry Levinson. No Gould? No Gould. Just Levinson. Um, and that's uh, a name that you may recognize because From he's... the office. No. <laughs> God damn it. Because uh, he directed movies like The Diner, The Natural, Good Morning Vietnam. Wait, The Natural with uh, Dennis Quaid? What? No. Oh. With Robert Redford. <laughs> in the 80s, man. Wait, how old is this guy? He's like in his 60s, uh, 70s, 70s apparently. Um, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, Bugsy, uh, Rain Man. Oh, I fucking love Rain Man. Yeah, do you? I do. Do you love it? Because I'm such a huge Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it seems like... Is like his hot shit was in the 80s and 90s. He produced home fries for some reason. Uh, Doing all right? No. Anyway. um, This isn't getting any better. No, it never gets better. It only gets worse. Okay, so this movie is uh, found footage, which is something I wish I would have known ahead of time. So I would have been like, well, I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> um, takes place. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Takes place in a town called Claridge in Maryland. Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. Do you notice a lot of people with Southern accents? It, they had weird accents. I couldn't really trace them or place them, but I mean, you know, Maryland's like right next to Virginia, and you know, people in Virginia have accents, so I guess it makes sense. But Maryland is just not a place I would have expected somebody to have like a southern-ish sounding 
accent. No, you wouldn't think. Um, or like a main accent. Do you owe? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this movie, like I said, is all entirely found. Well, not entirely. There's No, entirely. Well, no, because there's like a kind of a wraparound narration type thing that's... It's still found footage. Uh, it's like via Skype. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's presented via Skype. It's a, it's a Skype interview with um, uh, Donna, Donna Thompson, Thompson. Um, who is a former reporter. Played by Kether Donahue. Not Heather. Kether. That's a weird name. It is a weird name. Apparently she's on that show, You're the Worst, now. I haven't watched it. I don't, I've never watched it, but I've heard of it. My dad like, insists, isn't it? Doesn't have Dax Shepard? No, oh. it's like a British guy and uh, a guy from London. Yeah, you know, <laughs> from London town, from England, London. <laughs> They're all from London, you know. Um. Anyway, I'm getting this is so far off track. This is, this is not going well. <sighs> Donald uh, Thompson, Skype. Right. Uh, she's recounting an event um, that took pl- So this is 2012, so this took place... Uh, took place in 2009. Right, so th- what, three years prior. Three years prior. Um, in the town of Claridge, uh, which is a town that sits on Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. Um, and uh, it, it's basically... Like, it, it's is basically operated and run on the bay's water supply. Um, you know, it, uh, it, fishing and crabbing is a big, uh, um, not pastime. That's not right. Uh, industry. Industry. Thank you. Um, and, uh, also chicken farming, which is done very, very close to the water. Um, and there's just big fucking mountains of chicken shit. Um, and, I don't really know how to break this movie down correctly. I'm just going to read from Wikipedia, because <laughs> fuck it. On July 4th, 2009, Claridge, a seaside Chesapeake Bay town uh, nestled on Maryland's eastern shore, thrives on water. When two researchers find a staggering level of toxicity in the water, they attempt to alert toxicity. the Toxicity. Like, like, system of... Wake up! Make up! <laughs> Jacob, 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 Jacob. <laughs> I don't think he ever says Jacob. <laughs> Why did you leave your keys on the table? You wanted to. Oh, we are falling apart. I'm literally falling down. <laughs> how much is that? How much of that is left? <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Taylor is a little saucy right now. For logo. <laughs> the American dream. Do the do. <laughs> is that not their slogan? No, you're mixing things up. Um and so there are two oceanographers there, like and they're one of them is oh god. <laughs> yeah, it's awful, remember? <laughs> Don't try to talk right after taking a drink of Four Loco. Because you have, you got to wait for the wave to hit you. You have to wait for the pain to go away. One of them is from the Jacques Cousteau uh, Institute. Right, and she's French. Yeah. And every time she talks, the 
guy off camera is like, I don't understand a fucking word you said. <laughs> Yeah, they, they like, there's just the two of them, so one of them's always recording the other. And whenever... Because like, no, like, do it better. Whenever she speaks, the guy's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> he uh, seriously keeps telling her, he's like, you know, the end has to be better. <laughs> um, And this whole movie is comprised of uh, clips taken from multiple... Sources, you know, people around town using their digital cameras, using their cell phones, security cameras. Yeah. And basically, this is all presented in a fashion (coughs) where the US government came into town and literally (coughs) confiscated, consternated (laughs) all of the video evidence that they could find. They took uh, security tapes. They like they took people's cell phones, they took cameras, they took everything they could find, and this all this footage uh, was anonymously leaked. I actually said anonymously. I said it twice. Anonymously. <laughs> Four locum won't beat me. <laughs> anonymously. And uh, yeah, and so uh, Donna this former reporter from a local news agency. She was like an intern. Yeah. She was, she, she's like a online reporter. She worked for the blog for that news channel. Yeah. Um, uh, she, she was being interviewed by someone who's never, you never see this person on the other end. Uh, presumably somebody who was the one leaking this material. Um, and, uh, she was there in Claridge as this was all going down. I didn't think about that. I just thought it was like a documentarian. I mean, maybe it was. I don't. It never specifies. No, they don't. Um, and uh, yeah, through a sequence of different of different unfortunate cl- events, right? Like the movie and the show, the two shows. No, two movies and the show. No, no, just, just no. one movie. <laughs> one movie, one no. show. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway. You know, I love Neil Patrick Harris, but Jim Carrey was a better Count Olaf. Fight me. I mean, I didn't read any of the... Un- I didn't read any of the unfortunate events. Me neither. I'm basing this solely on what I saw, but I thought Jim Carrey was a better Count Olaf. But how dope is fucking Patrick Warburton? Patrick Warburton's the fucking man. You know what was funny to me? Uh, Everything Patrick Warburton's ever done ever? I mean, Yes. <laughs> But also, the fact that he was an uh, an EP on the New Tick series. Oh, was he? Yeah. Anyway, I liked when I went to Disneyland and I rode the the Soren around the world, and he was in the the, the instructional video. Oh, I, I haven't been to California Adventure, so. I oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you got to do Soren around the world, man. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I got to do it. You gotta. I might go down there this uh, winter. Because my wife is going down. My wife. My wife is going down to her company's Christmas party, and I might tag along, and we might go to Disneyland. Dude, you got to do something around the world. All right. I'll, th- I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> no, don't think about it. Just fucking do it. Just do. <laughs> um, okay. So this movie, um, through a collection of different um, sources of video <clears throat> evidence, you see that these people in this town have been 
um, exposed to some kind of uh, bacteria, they all like people start slowly breaking out in rashes. Um, they're feeling like extreme pain, uh, basically all over their bodies. Um, and through, yeah. so the the general story about this town basically going to hell is mostly told in a linear fashion, but we keep going back to other video evidence of these oceanographers who were already dead at the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like two weeks beforehand. Yeah, they were found dead in the water. Um, and they are discovering that these um, isopod parasites are growing inside of these fish inside in, in the bay. And it's like isopods, if you're not familiar with them, are microscopic parasites. And not in this case. Not in this case. Because these ones are plainly visible with the naked eye. Um, and you could probably even see one from, I'd say, a good 100 feet away. <laughs> Um, I mean, the, like there's the larva, which are, you know, about the size of, I don't know, like a caterpillar or something. Yeah. But then like the, yeah, the, the isopods are, they're like the size of a, I don't know, like, they're like that big. Like a, like a hamster. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah, sure. But they look like a beetle or something. They look like a, like a, like a, not going to work <laughs> No, they look like a like a sow bug or like a like a like a pill bug, like a potato bug. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so these oceanographers, through the course of the movie, you're finding like they are kind of figuring out what's going on, but not really so much the cause. And that's actually revealed through a series of uh, conversations and video like conferences. Skype in, uh, Skype information between the CDC and other government agencies. Yeah, um, because and the and the hospital in uh, Claridge. Yeah, this doctor who uh, uh, Jack Abrams. He he's basically like the, like I don't know the on call ER doctor. He seems to be like the only doctor there. Yeah, and you know he's getting basically the whole town coming into the ER. I think at one point he just says he has sixty people. Yeah, and you know people with these these rashes and boils um and at first they think it's like some kind of flesh eating bacteria because people's flesh is literally being ripped apart and and chewed open open sores from the inside out yeah and they find out that through i don't know if it's through autopsies or just mris or, or what but they find that not people are all their skin is being eaten from the in from the outside but then also they have these parasites on the inside that are eating their way out. Yeah. And so it gets to a point where people are having to have their limbs amputated. Um, you know, their viscera is being opened up. People um, are literally like dying in the waiting room. Right. And, you know, it, this town descends into havoc. Uh, and you slowly find out that it's all because of... Um, so I, don't, I can't remember if it was in that town or like maybe the next town over... But several years ago, there was a leak at a nuclear facility that leaked into the bay. And was the Department of Homeland Security deemed it wasn't of a crucial nature. There was some contamination in the, in the soil. 
um, but they didn't anticipate it being a concern for several more years. I don't know how they estimate that because I don't really understand science. <gasps> oh, that was awful. <laughs> it tasted like, I don't know, shame. Um. Tastes like America. <laughs> I mean, yeah, America kind of tastes like shame. Yeah. In 2019, it sure as fuck does. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <sighs> Got us. Uh, if you can't make fun of yourself, who can you make fun of? Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started. That low-hanging fruit. It's too easy. Um, well, yeah, like the mayor installed this salination plant or desalination plant, I guess. Right. In order to not only supply the town with a, a, an increase in water supply, but also to supply this booming uh, fowl industry uh, or poultry industry, I guess, because there is a massive chicken farm uh, right there in town. Like I said at the beginning, it is placed right next to the, the, um, the shore. And I can't remember who this was, some kind of like maybe like a person for PETA or some kind, some kind of, of whistleblower. Yeah. But this guy sneaks into the farm and like using an infrared camera shows you it's like, it's like this is a mountain of chicken shit. And you could see like, and he picks up a stone and throws it to show you how close to the water it is. So you're getting this. I love that they only use the phrase chicken shit. Like they never say poop. Or like excrement, it's only chicken shit. Well, the the guy from DHS at the end, he says, uh, "Did he say excrement?" Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, and so he, he's just like you know he, he points out this giant <clears throat> mountain of chicken shit, and he says you know the people from or these chickens drink twenty thousand gallons of water a day. Or is it twenty or two thousand gallons? I don't remember. Some some insane amount of water every day, um, and it's all coming from the bay, which we find out has been irradiated, <laughs> um, and these bacteria have become irradiated. Or these bacteria from the chickens is sliding into um, the the bay. And these chickens have been loaded up with steroids, so they're growing at an exorbitant rate. These, the, the excrement sliding off into the bay, the parasites are feeding off of the, the excrement and the steroids. They're also being radiated by, by the nuclear runoff. And so basically you're creating these mutant fucking parasites that are doing what parasites do, eating and so basically everybody starts getting all ate up and the town just comes apart and hell breaks loose. So that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's basically the movie. Um, I don't know. I, is there anything of note we should mention? I mean, basically like at, at the end, the whole town is just dead. Yeah. Like the whole town just gets killed off and the, and the CDC is just like, well, it kind of solved itself. Well, like, it's funny because, you know, the CDC, they're genuinely trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. 
Yeah, it's more Homeland Security. Yeah, and like, you know, they're in communication with this Dr. Abrams, and he's telling me, he's like saying, tell me what the fuck to do. I don't know what's going on, and you guys are supposed to be here helping. And they are just like, they're trying to like act like they know what they're doing, and, you know, they have an idea what's going on. Yeah, they're pretty much in the dark. Um, And, you know, like I said, they're in contact with all these other government agencies, Coast Guard, um, DHS, there's something else I can't remember. Um, but you kind of, they're unfolding the story to where this stuff was being noticed and nobody said a fucking thing about it. I think it. it was like two weeks beforehand that these two divers just like showed up dead in the bay. Weren't those the oceanographers? No. Oh. Okay. It was just like two different divers. I think they were, I don't know if they were oceanographers, but they were like researchers. And uh, what the fuck is that face? I just had the worst burp. <laughs> like some came up. Like some stuff came up. Thank <sighs> you for keeping it down. But yeah, they were basically just like, you know, they thought it was, they, they drowned or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they well, Their realized body was it. covered in bites and they thought it was... Um, a shark. A sh- yeah, a bull, bull shark. shark. More like it was bull shit. Yeah. Got him. Or, or chicken shit. Nailed him. Got him. Yeah, so hard. Stuck them to the wall, fuckers. <laughs> uh, um, basically, you find out that this stuff was being noticed, and it was basically like nobody was keeping the CDC in the loop. You know, the people that should have known about it, right? Um, because they're just like, oh, well, it's not a problem. Let's just ignore it. Uh, and then, yeah, find out that the government um, killed off all the bacteria by dumping. Just insane amounts of chlorine into the bay. Now, that's just open water that you're pouring a chemical agent into. <laughs> so that's neat. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they paid off, they paid hush money to the town, um, to the survivors, um, and, you know, confiscated all the evidence came out so anyway um i don't know what do you think it's not bad yeah it's you know it's a found footage movie and it's not only is it a found footage movie but it's like like you said it's so many different sources that it's kind of hard to keep a linear story going yeah i mean it but i will say for a found footage movie the effects are really good like all the gore effects of the you know the people getting eaten alive and getting eaten from the inside out and the gore and stuff is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a little harsh. Yeah, it's hard to watch at points. Like, especially like um, when people, like when they're breaking out the really bad rashes and boils and yeah. stuff. It's almost like a zombie movie without a zombie. Yeah, I almost... Ex- it's like a virus movie, kind of. I was almost to the point where I was expecting people to start like, Me getting too. up. And, um, but uh, no, they're, they're just dying. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you got these gross ass boils on people and 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 then you get, you know, the people getting you see their flesh just getting eaten. Yeah. And it's it's pretty heinous at times. I was watching this and Kristen came out and she was like eating breakfast or lunch or something. She's like, I'm trying to eat here. I'm like, this was on before you came out. Yeah, like <laughs> I was watching it and then like I stopped it and I think we went out or something and came back and we were about to eat dinner and I was gonna finish watching it. I was like should probably not turn this on while we're eating. <laughs> yeah. It was a little rough. 
Yeah. I mean, unless you have like a strong constitution or you're like used to watching gross stuff and eating at the same time, then maybe avoid it. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I don't, yeah. But I know I know Cheese would have a problem with sure, it. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it, as far as, I mean, I don't like found footage. I've made that clear over the years. But as far as found footage goes, this wasn't too bad. But like I said, it's weird because it's not really like a linear story. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's a bunch of different mediums being kind of spliced together, which does give it this air of realism. Yeah. Yeah, that that's it was definitely it. There was a lot more realism to it because these confiscated video sources, it's like, you know, one of them is like people having like a pool party, like it looked like like a pool party slash birthday party thing. Well, and then you've got like all the fourth of July festivities going yeah, on. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, like you said, definitely some realism attached to it. And it's not always the water either. It's like, you know, there's a crab eating contest at one point. So it's right. like the things living in the water are also affecting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and uh, you know, uh it, you can also tell that it was directed by a more seasoned director too, just because it was so it was, it was a lot more coherent than a lot of found footage films. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean I'm I'm not a fan of found footage in general. Um but this did have some merit to it. Um it was pretty well shot and like for it to be so disjointed but still be watchable. Yeah, I mean it's still chronological. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um and it does, I mean, you more, you kind of have these different stories because you have the oceanographers and then you have what's going on in the town and they kind of, you know, intersplice with each other. But at the same time, it's, you know, they're kind of unraveling this, this Maris, the Merstory. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like the oceanographers are giving you the, the scientific explanation while you're watching what's going down in the, in the, um, in the town. Yeah. And then the CDC too. Also, you know, you have so you have these kind of three different stories. So you're you're on one hand you're watching what's happening, and then on the other two hands, basically you're kind of getting an explanation of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's at the end. You know, it's, it's fucked up, and it it's it's funny because these both of these movies actually show how fucking disorganized and bullshit the American government. Is. Yeah. Because I almost thought they would just be like, well, let's just fucking nuke the town. That's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in an effect, that's kind of what they did, but in the water rather than the town. Yeah. They just essentially nuked the water with chlorine. Um, but yeah, you know, at the end, the CDC, like the kind of this main CDC doctor is talking with uh, some high official at uh, Department of Homeland Security and... Homeland Security is saying, yeah, I mean, we were seeing things like this before. We were getting reports. And we, it's, he, he's essentially saying, we had reports of this stuff, but we really didn't find any cause for concern. And the guy from the CDC is just like, and you didn't think to tell us. Yeah. And he's like, well, we didn't think it was necessary. And, then, and he's like, we have this whole town that's dying. Yeah. Like this town full of dead bodies. And uh, yeah. So I just perfect oh not necessarily an example but just like uh, a dramatization about how 
fucking dog shit our government can be. Yep. How self-serving. Yep. And just lazy. And lazy, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, interesting thing here is uh, Levin- Barry Levinson chose to use the found footage format after thinking about the Pompeii disaster and noting if that if such disaster happened today, there would be much more evidence of what happened with with him telling Yahoo, for the very first time in history, you can get a picture of that town. If you collect all the footage from everyone's cell phones and their digital cameras and, and their Skypes and texting and everything else. A byproduct of the format was that much of the footage was able to be shot by the actors themselves as opposed to a more traditional camera crew. According to Levinson, roughly one-third of the film was shot this way. I mean, I don't know if I believe that. This is EP'd by Oren Pelly, who is the brains behind uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. So I don't know if I believe that it was even his choice. <laughs> I could see Oren Pelly and Jason Blum being like, no, we're doing found footage. I don't think Barry Levinson is... a Guy that's just going to say, okay, yeah, you tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially by fucking Oren Pelly and, Br- and talking fucking Tommy Blum. Yeah. Drink it in. Ah, Feel it. And chew on it. Feel it in your bones. Um. Oh, it was too big. It was too big. Yeah, I've done that a couple times. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I hate my life. What am I doing? Um, my only thing, like, I can't picture watching this again and like having the same effect. No, yeah, pretty much the entire time you're watching this, you're wondering where it's gonna go. Yeah, it's, it's like end. once you know, I just feel like this movie wouldn't have the same kind of bite to it. Yeah, and that might be uh pretty much standard for uh, for a found footage film in general. Sure, but but anyway, um. Yeah, it's 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 all right. Yeah, I mean, it it was definitely decent. It was for a found footage movie. I thought it was it was more entertaining than say, you know, a Paranormal Activity eight or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, and it, I think the you know the different mediums does kind of chop it up and does kind of give it something different. Yeah, and and does kind of keep it moving, and uh, and like I said, does give it that air of realism. Yeah. Yeah, and that it's like, not just all like one, you know, one security camera or whatever. This, I mean, things like Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, their realism wasn't a big concern because it was a kind of a new format. Yeah, a new medium, and so they basically just had to do what they were doing, and people were kind of like, "Whoa, is this real?" As found footage became more of a thing, it, less of that was believable. Yeah. This presented itself in a way that looked very real. I mean, we know it's not. Yeah. But it looked... But I mean, you have... What's, what's her name? Shannon? Donna. At the beginning, saying, you know, like, all this footage was confiscated or it was, you know, whatever. It was yeah. um, leaked and all this stuff. So it's it does give it that that feeling of, the, am I suppo- even supposed to be watching this? Right. Like, yeah. Um, and, you know, the fact that it was so rough. Like, there's no polishing yeah um and then you had her too as this you know the she's this uh college intern working for this film or this uh tv studio this tv news station so that you know obviously all her footage is going to be kind of she's as she's explaining things she's kind Mm -hmm. of the narrator more or less right 
One thing that did kind of break up the realism. And, and just, she's like, why didn't anybody tell me my pants were too tight? <laughs> and I was like, because that ass. Because <laughs> you're hella thick. <laughs> That's T-H-I-C-C. <laughs> we're going to get letters. Um, <laughs> Nobody listens to this shit. No, we're, we're garbage. We're garbage people. <laughs> anybody who listens to this agrees with us. <laughs> Um, there's one part that kind of, and only because I'm kind of a, 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 not so much a tech nerd, just like kind of like a geek like this. Um, there's nerd. There's one part where there's like a, a high schooler and her boyfriend that go for you know go for a swim in the bay, and oh yeah, yeah. they say that this footage was water damaged, but the water damage didn't really happen until. They get killed. It's like, that's not how digital memory works. Yeah. The whole thing would be damaged. Right. It's not like film where it's just like that part happened to be exposed. Yeah. It wouldn't work up until then. Yeah. <laughs> no. The whole thing would be fucked. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Pretty solid movie. Um, I, I'd say if you, and you know, because we're uh, not good at doing this anyway, and we've also been drinking. I'd say been drinking four fucking loco. I, I'd say that you could watch this and still be surprised. Um, and it's 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 definitely worth at least one watch. Um, it was better than I expected, honestly. Yeah, uh, especially after seeing that it was a found footage. Yeah, um, and the poster's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's just like a skull, and I didn't with even, like a with the bug in the mouth. I didn't even notice that. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Give it a seven. Oh wow! It's all right. It's all I, right. I was gonna say six. All right. You know you do you. I will. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's um, 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 what is this? The bay. The bay. Now Taylor's gonna talk about something else. I remember the name. It's called the evil in us. According to the backwater yokel in there, we took a wrong turn. This thing's busted. You're busted. What kind of a town is this anyway? Isn't it supposed to be the 4th of July? Where the hell is everybody? Nice catch. Friendly folks around these parts. Great. I'm not getting any service. It's pretty sweet. It just needs a few coats of paint. What it needs is a flamethrower. Join the party. What's this? It's happy juice. Happy boy! Are you okay, man? Wheeler, look, look at me, look at me, look at me. Oh my god. Hey, no. Get back! <laughs> Why did he flip out? What did you do? I heard him talking to himself at the car today. I saw him, he was taking something. Wheeler? Wheeler, what the deep in us so deep 
Um, so this is the story of a group of douchebags. Oh my god! So <laughs> can I just say, say it that this movie is the most generic fucking thing. I was gonna say that later. Oh, but yeah, we can say it now. It's I just it I, is. It absolutely is. It's every trope, every cliche. It's like, hey, we're a gang of college buddies that you know know each other for years, but now we're. We've got we've had some internal drama and now we're reuniting for the first time to go on a camping trip. Yeah, so original. It's like fucking Christ. So yeah, it's uh it's these group of douchebags. Um group bag? No. <laughs> you just say group bags? Group bags. I'm trying to think of a way to combine those words. Um let's see this doesn't even have their names on it. Group bags. That's terrible. That's not good. <laughs> um, so we've got Bree and Steve, right? Who are a couple. Uh, Steve. Steven. It's just skin Steven. Bash, who just came back from like a tropical vacation. His name is not Bash, but they never say what his real name is. According to IMDb, his name is Bash Gill. His name is not Bash. He looks to be Middle Eastern, possibly Indian. I mean, what could Bash be short for? Sebastian? Bashir? I mean, it could be Sebastian. Could be Sebastian. But I'm just basing it on his... his, uh, you're judging him by your race. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Don't put me in that box, man. I'm uh, just saying his name isn't fucking Bash. Nobody says, hey, I'm going to name my kid Bash because he's fucking tight. <laughs> I'm going to drink my Four Loco. Because fucking Bash Brothers, bro. I'm going to drink my fucking Four Loco and watch my son Bash play football. They call me Jose. What? And I'm Mark. What was that? You haven't watched the Bash Brothers experience? I guess not. Uh, it's the new Lonely Island thing on oh. Netflix. Oh, is it uh, like baseball? Yeah, it's Jose okay. Canseco and Mark McGuire. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it's seriously like they have a song and he's just like, they call me Jose. And I'm Mark. <laughs> <laughs> because Mark McGuire. Because he's white he's as fuck. <laughs> fucking white bread. He's fucking a ginger. Yeah. White bread with fucking steroids. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Wheeler and Trish, who are a couple as well, uh, as well as Trish the Dish. He calls her that at one point. I know. That was so fucking cringeworthy. I wanted her to be like, nobody calls me that. (laughs) That would have been funny. Yeah. But she calls him Bash the Rash or something like that. Yeah. Probably because he's got crabs. Probably. Or no, crabs doesn't give you a rash. Herpes. Herpes. There you go. The herps. The herps, the burps, and the merps. <laughs> um, and Roxanne? Is that right? Burp. <laughs> don't question it. Roxanne? Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. Blonde number two. Yeah. These people are so fucking irrelevant. Yeah. You could you could have swapped any of these people around, and it wouldn't have mattered. Um, so we get our cold open. In in C Town, two oh six. What up? <laughs> um, at fucking Pike, nine oh seven Pike, which is not a thing. I looked it up. It's not really, a, there's no address for nine oh seven Pike. And that area, like where nine oh seven would be, 
It's like the convention center. Which, oh, really? <laughs> which is a fucking trashy area. Well, yeah. Like, you're just getting up the hill. That's where a lot of homeless hang out. Yeah. But there's these three kids that were all killed, or so you think, but one of them happens to be alive. Yep. Her name is uh, Zoe Kieslowska. Yep. And they take her to the hospital. And, you know, eventually you find out that her, her roommates attacked her, even though she's the only one that's left alive. And uh, meanwhile, the rest of our gang, our Scooby gang, they all go to some generic island off the coast of Seattle. Fucking party, bro. You know, like Orcas Island or whatever. Swan Island is not a real Yeah, thing. Swan Island, which is not a real island. Just, and, just a little tip. And this movie is obviously filmed in, in Vancouver. Oh, these are all obviously Vancouver actors. Yeah. They all have, they all say like oot and a boot and, yeah. <laughs> and hoose. And, and one of them says mum. <laughs> mum. Nobody in Seattle has ever said mum. Yeah. It's like, it's mom. Yeah. Not mum. And I don't know if they're actually saying mum or if it's just the way they pronounce mom. Either way. It's wrong. Irregardless. Irregardless, that's not how people in Seattle talk. It's not a word. It's not how people in the six talk. By the way, fuck you, Toronto. Not a word. We were the six first. Fuck you, Toronto. I don't know what that means. Toronto calls themselves the six because of fucking Drake. Fuck Drake. Oh, my God. When I was looking for our awesome shirts... I was at Fred's. Yeah, they were having a... They had what a, awesome shirts? These awesome shirts. These are not these awesome. These ones were fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, these colors don't fucking run, Taylor. Love it or leave it, bitch. <laughs> well, I was at Fred's and... Um, uh, <laughs> they had a clearance rack of all these t-shirts. And one of them, the one at the front... And I, I seriously would have bought it if it was in my size. Was fucking Drake like crouched down like this, flames behind him, and up top, Degrassi. <laughs> what the fuck? I totally would have fucking bought it too. Anyway, <laughs> I would have been wearing it today. So they all go out to this island. Um, they're just having, like Tony said, they're having a big reunion. They're all back together again. They're big old fuck fest. Big old fuck pile. They're like, college friends, I guess. It's something. They're, friends have known each other for years, but they don't really hang out anymore. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Wheeler busts out the old nose candy. Some nose clams. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the old Colombian marching powder. Bash, being the connoisseur that he is, he's like, I know. Hook it up. Yeah. He was intolerable. Which one? Yes. <laughs> no, Bash. He was like, you're like, the dire- I don't know, the director or maybe just like the, uh, the character list or, or something. It was just like, Bash, he's like a, he's a screwball. He's always goofing around. He doesn't take anything seriously. And this guy just took it to 11. Honestly, though, like out of everybody in this movie, I would most likely hang out with Bash than anyone else. <laughs> it's because you're a douchebag that drinks four loco. <laughs> Look who's talking. Watermelon. 
Whatever. Watermelon. <laughs> the fuck was that? It's from SNL. Oh. Um. Uh. Fucking. <laughs> There's no story to this. There's really not. So okay. So Bash, <laughs> he gets he gets the the coke and he just Professor Marco. Thank God you're here. <laughs> he starts sharing with everybody, but Bree, she's like triggered by this coke for whatever reason no explanation never explain it like you like you get maybe the hint that she has had drug problems in the past or somebody else she knew did or something yeah no explanation yeah basically all you get is she like is like i gotta get some air and goes out and steve is like you know i'm sorry i didn't know there was gonna be blow and everybody's like why is your girl such a fucking buzzkill yeah bruh that's it that's all you get give me a fucking four loco I'm on like my eighth, twelve, my eighth four loco, eight locos. <laughs> That's twenty four loco. <laughs> um, as far as I can do that math right now. <laughs> but turns out this blow turns you into a flesh eating zombie person, apparently, because there's some kind of which you don't find out until the end credits. But there's some kind of right wing terrorist group that has tainted this cocaine dude i thought this was the best part of the movie the fucking wolf news <laughs> well i thought it was fucking hilarious because uh what like, year is this from uh 2016 whatever fuck it yeah i don't care <laughs> i'm too drunk to care <laughs> it, just, it was hilarious because you find out yeah this is a big right-wing conspiracy to um undermine this democrat president who's just he's not hard enough on drugs and this guy behind it, this fucking leader of this secret, dark, underground government agency that's running all these experiments on these on this drug, is secretly a Republican senator that's running for president. Yeah. So all this... He's is this, this, like, oil billionaire. Yeah. And he's doing this all secretly to undermine this Democrat president so he can win the presidency. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Because it might not be as far-fetched as people think. Yeah. And just the fact that it's wolf news. Like wolf, fox. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, they, they all, everybody who does this cocaine ends up turning into this, like, rage zombie, basically. Cocaine. The co- cocaina. Uh, starting with Wheeler, who just... <laughs> He, you know, like their eyes start turning red and they basically just go after whoever is around. Yeah. Like I said, basically turning to like a 28 Days Later style rage zombie. And one by one, the characters all kind of turn into this, this rage zombie. And, you know, they even fight each other. At one point, Bash as a zombie fights against Wheeler as a zombie and they're like, you know, fist fighting. It's like, oh, because we were still cognizant, we were enemies. Like, uh... Yeah. And then, like, shut up. Uh, so, Bree and Steve, they run off into the woods, and Bree notices that Steve's eyes are changing. She's like, "Oh, you did the blow. You lied to me. You son of a bitch." Yeah. Less concerned with the fact that he might turn into some rage zombie in just a sec. Let like le- less concerned with that. More concerned with the fact that he did blow with his yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> 
So she like ties him up because she's, you know, she loves him. So she doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. You know, she's got this battle axe. <laughs> For some reason. That's another thing about this movie is there's always weapons just within arm's reach. Right. Like at one point there's just like a, you know, a uh, police style. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think. It's a flashlight. What, what's the what's the brand name? Maglite. Maglite. <laughs> I like how you got it from that. Um, you know, it's just it's just there on the table. You can always just find it. Yeah. There's always just weapons conveniently nearby. Mm-hmm. There's a hammer that just appears. Yeah. And they're like in a not well no an abandoned cabin. Well, they're basically on an isolated island. Yeah, yeah. Because they had to get you know driven out there by this old Ralph, who. You know, he basically told him so and so died in this cabin. She committed yeah. suicide. Not only is it not relevant, it's a fucking lie. Yeah, he just you find out later. Yeah, because he goes back to the fucking mainland and he's just joking around with these two fishermen. It's like, you told those kids that she committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid city folk. It's like, dude, we live like twenty minutes apart. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, idiot. But yeah, so she ties Steve up. She takes off. She runs back to the house. Uh, tries to kill Wheeler. Doesn't work. Whatever. And eventually, she Steve like chewed his own hand off to get out. Yeah, he's a zombie now. Yeah, it's like whatever it, generic zombie action. It's funny. The one clever thing that they did about this movie, and whether it was not whether it was intentional or not, I I don't know. But up until the very end, it leaves it ambiguous to like whether or not it was actually contagious. Like, because you never actually saw anybody turn into a zombie from a bite. That's true. But it's like you're always kind of waiting for it, <laughs> but it never happens. No. So there's that. It's just the cocaina. Doesn't mean this is a good movie. It's not. <laughs> not at all. Um. Yeah, and so I mean, there's these these three congruent stories. Is that the right word? Congruent. Like at the same time. Yeah. Um. It's. Uh, I'll think of it. You, I mean, you have these three stories going on all at the same time. You have the the story of the the kids on the island. You have the underground experiments going on, testing the effects of this drug. Uh, and then you have the, uh, uh, the, there's a police officer who's, who's investigating. Concurrent? Yeah, concurrent stories. Simultaneous? Simul- yeah, both those. Yeah, you know. And then you have this police officer who's investigating, you know, Zoe's attack and what happened with her. And, you know, he connects her to Wheeler and realizes there's this drug thing going on. And so I know it's not just me because I've already read re- other reviews of this, but the the story with the cop, for whatever reason, the cinematography looks so much worse in that storyline. Yeah. Like it looks so much cheaper. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, where they were just like, well, we're just going to use the cheap camera for that story. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're using the red on the on the island 
you guys on the mainland, you use this whatever. <laughs> you use the Sony Mavica. <laughs> and this whole, like the character Zoe at the beginning of the movie, um, you know, she wakes up in the hospital and she uh, starts like coughing and she gags and like she coughs up these fucking fingers. fingers. Yeah. And it's like you find out that she and Wheeler know each other, but it doesn't play into the story like at all. Other than that, he gave her the cocaine. Is that what it was? Yeah. Did, did they actually explain that? Or you're supposed to infer it. Well, yeah, because he asked her, he, he says, you know, did, did he sell it to you or whatever? And she's like, oh, you know, he, he gave it to me for free because we fucked or whatever. Oh, all right. I missed that. I don't know how, uh, what's his face? Jimmy? There's no Jimmy. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know how Steve died. I just like at the end his I don't know I don't know if it was his whole body and he, all he saw was his face or if it was just his head floating in the water but something happened and I completely I honestly it. don't remember yeah all I remember is Wheeler burning alive yeah and then he got up chased her to the shore well she's escaping with Ray yeah I I thought that was Steve at first until I saw he was all burnt up and then I realized it was Wheeler mm-hmm. And then he like snaps out of it. Yeah, that's the thing is this the effects of the drug only appear to last twenty four hours or so long. Right. And so he wakes up the next morning and he's like, Oh my god, what happened? And, then, and like, she's like, You you did this. And he's like, No. Like, I'll kill myself. And then he can't. Yeah, because there's no bullets and the cops kill him. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> so dumb. This whole movie is a waste of time. It's not very good. I don't like to just like toss shit at like independent movies. I could try to avoid it, but this was dumb. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so like the effects are good. Yeah, those were surprisingly well done. Yeah, and it's it's like, you know, the the movie in its presentation, in like everything about watching the movie is fine. But the story is such dog shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so generic. It's so just basic. It's so derivative of so many different things. And it's just, there's, and it's not particularly interesting. No, it's, it's really not. There's nothing th- like thought provoking or. Like you don't want. Like there's clearly an underground or an underlying, uh, you know, uh, story about drug use, and of course, it's very political. But you don't find that out until the very end. Yeah, yeah. Like, like literally the very end. Like literally the end credits. Yeah. Like it's over the top of the credits. Up until that point, it's just like, well, who the fuck was this guy running these experiments? Why do I give a shit? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was uh I think like you said, the wacky. characters are so generic. The story is so generic. Yeah. You know how like when you use Word, like like Microsoft Word, and you start like let's say you're writing a resume and that little paper clip pops up and says, Looks like you're writing a resume. Clippy. Yeah. And then it's just like, Want me to help? And you're like, sure. 
and you just basically start filling in blanks, and it's just this really like, f- like form filled uh, version of a resume. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's kind of what this movie was. I, it looks like you're writing a script. <laughs> Would you like some help? It looks like you're writing a zombie movie. Um, yeah, so just there wasn't like there's really no originality. There's no inspir like it's like the filmmakers did the best with the script that they had. Well, the filmmaker was the writer. So Well, that's that's a whole <laughs> other issue, but but yeah, it's like the execution is fine, but the the whole underlying story and everything else is just a huge issue. Yeah, I mean to its credit, it was sh- it was shot well. It looked it looked nice especially for a, a, uh, an independent feature. The acting is fine. Yeah, yeah, the acting was fine. It was nothing s- superb, like it's nothing memorable, but it was fine. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, but the story was so yeah, the the story is just so generic, so basic that it's just it's just not particularly entertaining. And even when they did things that you like maybe thought were supposed to be surprises, it wasn't surprising. No. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway. Um you have anything else to say? Wanna wrap this shit up? Yeah, I mean, we can wrap it up. Like, like I said, I mean, and the the gore is pretty good. It's minimal, yeah, but it's pretty good for a zombie film. You know, it's it's it doesn't present itself as a zombie film. It doesn't advertise as a zombie film, but it's more or less it's a zombie film in the way that Twenty Eight Days Later is a zombie film. Yeah, it's these rage zombies, these infected people, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and yeah. To, to speak of the gore, like, there wasn't a ton of it. I mean, or there's plenty of blood, but as far as the gore goes, there wasn't anything over the top. Yeah. One thing that really stood out to me, though, was um, towards the beginning when they, the cops find Zoe and her friends in her apartment, and she's on the bed, and like half of her leg has been ripped off, or not, like from like mid, like mid shin down her. Like leg has been broken. It's like dangling. Yeah, yeah, it's like dangling by flesh, and that looked pretty good. Yeah, um, and uh, I was kind of hoping for more of that, and there just really wasn't. Yeah, like anything. I said, the effects, while minimal, what's there is good. Yeah. So, what yeah. what's on screen is very well done. Yeah, but it's just the underlying story and the characters. And the plot development is all just so generic and so boring that it's it just doesn't matter how well you execute it. It's just a poor story. Right. Anyway. Is that good enough? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I got to give it a five. Because like I said, it's what's there is good. But what's there is also just it's the bones of it is is not good. If this was like... Um... You know, if this was a generic story that was uh, at least done with a little bit of originality, I'd probably give it a five. But the fact that this was like like baseline shit, that really had nothing surprising or original in it, it is a four. 
All right. All right, guys. We did it. Are you done? Uh, Kill it. Yeah, that last oh. little bit is uh, is might might even be the worst. It's it got progressively worse. <laughs> you know, like we're. Okay, Z- I, feel, I feel like Zima got better. Zima got more tolerant. Didn't get better. Yeah, more tolerable. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. This this continually got worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, best case scenario, it stayed the same. Yeah, it's like it didn't like like you didn't forget how bad it tasted. It's like it's not like the fruit flavor suddenly started to sing at some per, some point. <laughs> it was pretty much awful dog shit booze all the way through. And like I said, with mine, I, I can't speak to yours because I didn't try it. But the, with the the sour apple, you did get the sour apple aftertaste, mm-hmm. but you had to just like muscle through that awful awful original taste yeah i mean this tasted pretty much like what i expect like a rotten watermelon to taste like (laughs) i mean there's that right there was that watermelon's taste but it was not pleasing (laughs) you know i was telling you beforehand we were actively deciding what flavors we wanted to get and we decided that it was kind of irrelevant to an extent yeah. Because they were all going to be awful. Um, and we'd settled on... Well, you had originally settled on strawberry lemonade. Right. But we would have had to go too far for that. Yeah. <laughs> By too we far. We were looking at the flavors, and it's like the description of the flavors on the website is so just... It doesn't explain jack shit. No. Because <laughs> they have some flavors that's like gold, black, Frost. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that? And the description on the website is like, oh, this tastes like gold. It's like, what? There are literally at least three different flavors that say, if you drink this, you'll have an awesome fucking story. (laughs) It's like, what does that mean? It means I'll pass the fuck out and have to have other people explain to me what I did that (laughs) night. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, all I need is one like called like copper. It's like, oh, it tastes like copper. It's like, what? It tastes like blood. It's like yeah. fucking pennies in my mouth. <laughs> um, this is like the worst thing ever. Fuck you, Max. Why did the human race create this? Because America. This is this is why the human race is like destined to die. <laughs> because we do shit like this. We do this to ourselves. <sighs> anyway. So wasn't that fun? Yeah. 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 Like I said earlier. I mean, I may have struggled through it, but I got a nice <laughs> buzz going. So Yeah. And then we gotta go do our uh our um June Patreon, so that'll be fun. That's right. And Cheese is gonna be thrilled with it. Oh yeah, because we gotta go back upstairs to do it. Yep. Um, <laughs> Oops. Sucks for her. <laughs> anyway, uh so that's one episode one thirty seven, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Um, I guess we won't find out if this episode is actually even worth a shit till I listen back to it sober. <laughs> so um, look forward to that. Not me listening. You listening. Me listening is not fun. Wrap this up. I got to piss. <laughs> I got to pee so bad. <laughs> okay, guys. We're going to be back in a couple weeks with episode 138, where we will be talking about... Uh, we're going to be watching Midsummer. The uh, second movie from Ari Aster, the the filmmaker behind 
um, Hereditary. Some are. Hopefully, Child's Play 2019. I mean, hopefully. We're hoping it's still in theaters um, by the time we get a chance to watch it. So that's what we're hoping for next episode. But we'll see. We're not going to like jump through hoops for it, though. Because honestly, neither of us want to see it. <laughs> and we're not that super into it. <laughs> it's going to be more of a thing of convenience. Yeah. Um, cool. So I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, hope you have a good 4th of July. Keep all your fingers. Yeah. Stay away from them damn fireworks and, and Four Loco. <laughs> Stay away from Four Loco. It's nasty. Bad news. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, or don't. Care. I'm not your dad. <laughs> all right. Take care of each other. Yep. I was trying to take care of yourselves and each other. That's what I was going to say. I was trying to combine words again. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining us here on the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this, what did I do? Man, I, we skipped over like the whole thing that I do. Uh, yeah, I got the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Uh, make sure you check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. Subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Send us an email. Let us know you did. We'll send you a free magnet. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. If you feel like contributing monetarily in exchange for some exclusive content, head over to patreon.com slash greatplotpodcast. I feel like I'm talking so fast. And um, That was pretty fast, bro. Um, uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you remembered all that. Me too. <laughs> Did you say you too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, again, I'm Skeletoni. I'm still Taylor of Taylor. This Wait, ha- Taylor of Terror. <laughs> What'd you say? I think I said Taylor of Taylor. <laughs> we sound like such fucking lightweights, Jesus. <sighs> this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.